Hi, Leanna. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Very good. What are you drinking? So I have an espresso martini. Mm-hmm. An espresso martini. All right, boys and girls, let's make an espresso martini. First off, we're going to go two ounces of vodka. We do heavy pours here. We're only making boozy drinks. We're going to go a full ounce of Bailey's. You can use vanilla vodka as well, just putting it out there. And then we're also going to go a full ounce of Kahlua. Put that in. And then an ounce to two ounces, depending on how strong you want it, of espresso from my espresso machine. Um, if you didn't use Bailey's, you can use simple syrup in with your ice. And you really want to shake the absolute shit out of this drink it's very important to shake because you really you want to you want a big frothy icy beautiful head that you're only going to get if you use a lot of ice and you shake it real real good honestly for leanne's i could have added more ice i could have shook for longer it is what it is we double strain because if you're single straining you're doing it wrong get all that beautiful goodness into your martini glass which i probably should have chilled if i'm being honest but whatever garnish with three espresso beans no more no less and there you have it you have Oh, there's Leanna clapping for me, actually. An espresso martini. According to Google, uh, the, who invented the espresso martini? The honor of this deliciously smooth cocktail invention goes to British bartending guru Dick Bradsell. He is credited with revolutionizing the cocktail scene in London in the 1980s through his work at bars such as The Player, Six Degrees, and Match. There Very you go. cool. It's from London. It's awesome. Cheers. Cheers. It's lovely. So good. Awesome. Um, I probably should have said this before off the pod, but if you ever see your red light go off, let me know. Okay, yeah. Or if the I'll camera you know. retracts back in. Okay, I'll let you know. Fantastic. So, Leanna, who are you? What do you do? What do you like? Where? Oh, why are you here? Um, I actually don't, I don't know how to answer that. Not at all? So, I'm Leanna. Mm -hmm. I'm 21. What do I do? I kind of just like i'd say just go with it mm -hmm. i'd go with the flow <laughs> big flow <laughs> if person. i really had to like describe myself that's it big flow girl big flow girl big like it doesn't matter one day we're all gonna die so you know i kind of just do whatever that's, go with it that's 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 quite the nihilistic view yeah i'd say yeah i'm a 21 year old nihilist that's exactly how i would say it all right <laughs> what is uh what is a day in the life of a 21 year old nihilist feel like a day in a life for me that's actually really hard as of right now I, i'd say it's always different but as of right now it's more just um i wake up i listen to music mm -hmm. i watch I, I like watching movies like wa watching a lot of movies i go outside at least like in some way shape or form even if i just kind of like sit outside which i think is pretty important um i go to work and right now i'm not in school so yeah i kind of just float around mm the earth and that's it when you're looking for music to play or a movie to put on what like what makes you go yeah that's what i'm doing today music wise i i use my record player a lot so it's kind of I whatever just bought i have one. oh yeah yeah there she is. is that audio technica it might be yeah that's the one i have but it's like it looks kind of like that but mine's black um so yeah usually it's kind of narrowed down to what i have it's usually consists of like frank ocean mac miller which mm -hmm. you know yeah um i only have thing. mac miller vinyls actually those are my only vinyls i, I saw that you I have. bought them yeah which ones do you have again i have swimming circles divine feminine and npr tiny desk yeah vinyl. that's that one's crazy yeah that's a crazy like yeah. 
thing to have. I'm very proud of that one. Yeah. But my divine feminine doesn't work. It skips a lot. So I don't, I either got to get it fixed or figure something out. That sucks. Yeah. Uh, that's super unfortunate. Mine is, has the, so I have divine feminine mm. as well. And it's like the pink um, thing. So it's cool. Yeah. Wow. The um, pink edition, whatever. It's hot pink. So not crazy about it, but it's the cool. MPR, the NPR is like, it's like really nice blue. Yeah. Uh, circles is clear. Yeah. My circles is clear. Yeah. That was the first record uh, I ever got was uh or the first album whatever was circles mm. my friends got it for me for my birthday and like ever since because music is like a huge thing to me mm -hmm. and uh so is mac miller mm -hmm. and yeah that's one of my favorite albums of all time which you know as a hundred percent but yeah so it usually consists of stuff like that mac miller tyler the creator frank ocean even old stuff i don't know in the morning i like to play a lot of like kind of like older like right down the line you know or like something that i could just like dance to it's so weird but no, it's just because no. i try to like get myself going and i know that's really good for you and i don't know i just dance i literally dance around in my room so it's just whatever whatever the vibe is if it's a more mellow day if it's like rainy and stuff it's circles for sure mm -hmm. something super mellow but it's always different a lot of kanye mac yeah tyler frank <laughs> cut that out I'm, <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> I'm just kidding swimming was swimming was the first vinyl i ever got and mm. it was given to me by by a girl who was in my life at the time oh. um but yeah it holds a special place in my heart definitely uh but no the dancing in the dancing in your room i can relate to especially in the morning um a lot of times i have a roommate and he him and i have kind of opposite schedules i'm yeah. out of the house in the evening and he's out of the house in the morning so i'll i'll, I'll usually just kind of like dance while i'm yeah. making breakfast or whatever yeah but I, I i seem to do it a lot with movie soundtracks oh my i do that like, like la la land gets me going not like, la la land listen great movie great soundtrack but yeah. no, yes you did no <laughs> um no i usually do it with like animated movie soundtrack so like i'll like wake up make my coffee and then i'll be and then i'll put on you know the bare necessities oh my the God. simple bare necessities yeah. the sun shining outside it's I'm, such a good vibe it's such a good vibe yeah or i'll do i'll do coco soundtrack a lot okay i never watched that but okay maybe you, i'll watch it if it's a, if it's that good that, that you're listening to the soundtrack there's one song called un poco loco i know isn't it's like you make me un, un poco, poco loco, loco. Yeah. Did, did, yeah it's yeah Fantastic. Uh, yeah i mean you also have this like perfect view so like i feel like this just paints the picture perfectly like sun is in and you're like dancing around making breakfast like i literally mm. have a playlist on apple music called dancing around while i'm making breakfast because mm. i do the exact same thing but a lot of jungle lately you know jungle have you ever heard back on 74 it's everything you just said sounds like something i've like someone has said to me yeah. before but i don't think i've ever like listened to it yeah. myself well listen to it and anyone that's watching listen to it and the music video too it's just like it's one of those songs that's just like i don't know it's like groovy in a way mm. like you just want to dance it's so weird like i just want to start like a flash mob outside i do that with spanish and yeah italian too so i i've been dancing to i've been i'll wake up listen to suavemente okay i'll wake that's, up yeah i'll listen to um my Schinata. Sometimes like the regular Brazilian version, sometimes the Black IP version, depending okay. on what mood I'm in. Um, I've been listening to Kisas, Kisas, Kisas recently, which is Andrea Bucelli and Jennifer Lopez. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, it's, but all of that is a little, 
I wouldn't I wouldn't call any of that nihilistic. That seems like a beautiful, yeah, happy, that's wonderful kind of like, oh, there like. is purpose to life. Yeah. Yeah. So like how do you like as someone who defines himself as a nihilist, how do you I don't want to say justify getting to be that happy. Yeah. But like if you believe that that's who you are, how does that side of you feel about that? Or are you like at a constant battle with yourself of wanting to enjoy life, but there's something that's always saying, no, but it's fucking pointless. Who fucking cares? Yeah. Stupid ass. Yeah. So it's really weird because it's kind of different for me Mm. on different days. So it can kind of hit me in that way where it's like, oh, it's pointless. Like, why does this really matter? But more often, I'd say more often than not, it's kind of the opposite. So I kind of see it as like, oh, nothing matters. Like, it's kind of a good thing to me. It takes like a lot of stress off my shoulders. I used to be more of like a, I'd say like a worrisome person in a way. I still am here and there. Like, obviously you get caught up in whatever. But it's kind of like, if I were to like really connect it to the whole like waking up and kind of like having this beautiful morning and whatever. But then it's just like. To kind of think, wait, why am I doing this? I'm going to die. It doesn't even matter. Mm. It's kind of more in a way like, you know, none of this will ever matter one day. And like, no one will ever remember me. And I mean, maybe some people will, but like, for a time, for a yeah, certain amount yeah. of time. And like, time will go on and whatever. And it's like, why am I stressed about my driver's test? Why am I worried about school? And, you know, that's how I see it. And it kind of like liberates me in a way, mm. if I'm being honest. It kind of like gives me a lot of comfort in so many things. It just makes. Like, it's so corny to say, but it really is not that deep. Like, it's just not. And that's like, that's how I would connect it in that way. Mm. I'm like, you know, I woke up, sometimes I'll sleep in and I'll wake up and I'm like, it's so late. I'm like, who cares? Like, whatever. And I'll just, you know, like, same thing. I'll just put on music, dance around. I'm like, none of it matters. Like, I'm kind of dancing in a free, like, freedom. Nothing Mm. matters. Who cares? Mm. You know? I'll do that. Like, sometimes my, my morning dancing, um turns into a dancing or singing or bopping my head on my like walk to work yeah and i'll notice myself and i've gotten better with it but i've noticed myself if i'm in like a very crowded area the whatever i'm doing diminishes and then just kind of stays in my head yeah but recently i've been like i don't fucking care yeah like do you know the um, you know the song um, King of Spain by Moxie Fruvis? I don't. Can't say I know Listen, that one. It's a pretty stupid song. I'll be so for real. Okay. Um, but it's, it is so, so, so happy. Aww. Like it is just a song that just makes, like just puts me in a good mood. It's not specifically a great song to be honest, mm-hmm. but like it is one of the, best vibe songs that i've ever known or listened to that my dad played for me when i was a kid and i'll be like walking to walking to work i would just be like bopping yeah. along and i see these people like with like these like scowling looks on their face and i'm like i think that says a lot more about what's going on in their life than it does about mine yeah i get to freely bop my head to this kind of stupid song and enjoy my freezing ass walk to work and you're walking home from work or you're walking for me to go serve your ass. Yeah. And you're <laughs> scowling at a kid just bopping his head. Yeah. That's one thing that kind of like, I wouldn't say like, I don't know how to word it, like rubs me the wrong way mm. is like all the, I feel like a lot of the time when I talk about like what we're talking about now, kind mm. of just, you know, living in your own world and, you know, not worrying too much about, you know, everything that's going on. Uh, I wouldn't say like, like to a certain extent, because there's a lot of things that do matter. 
But, you know, like in your day, like you're saying walk and work, bop in your head, like something that rubs me the wrong way, honestly, is like people who kind of look down upon that because it's weird. Like I just, it's like, I feel like just saying to them, like, like, just listen, like we're in the same boat here. We're all winging it. Like, yeah. I don't know anything more than you do and you don't know anything more than I do as much as we all have our own kind of like intricate beliefs and we have our little like I ideas and of what is going on in this world like no one actually really knows and it's like shouldn't that kind of bring us together like we're yeah. all literally on this little rock and i feel like that's such a said thing now it's uh, to a point it's where it's become like mainstream it's weird but it's like for real we're all like it's kind <laughs> it's of basic like, to say that we're why is it rock? basic now to say we're on a floating rock because it's for real though we're all like kind of in the same boat and no one really knows what's going on so mm. it's like wouldn't that kind of like bring you together wouldn't it make you want to just like yeah we're all gonna die like together though so it's fine like no one knows what's going on we have no idea how we got here we don't know where we're gonna end up and it's just like you know just sing like you know dance around like say hi to strangers like why does it matter 100%. you know that's that's one reason that i've been trying to be better about like if i see someone in the elevator and like i have a reason to con make a comment to them i do it 100%. Like, i saw a guy in the elevator the other day carrying so many things so many things and I was like, dude, I'm just impressed. Yeah. And he was like, appreciate you, man. Aww. And I, I was like, have a nice day. What to the elevator? Yeah. But little things like that, too, like make such a big difference to people. Like that's another thing that I always kind of feel like I'm enforcing to people around me is like you really have no idea what people are going through. And it's just like some of these little things, like even just comp sometimes at work, like complimenting customers or like, you know, cracking a joke to them when it seems like they're not really even in the mood. It's like. Mm. These things matter a lot and i feel like we all kind of need that um especially nowadays like everyone just kind of needs that i feel like we're all just so shut out from each other mm -hmm. but yeah i i love doing that i love talking to strangers my friends will like kind of laugh at me in a way or like think that i'm being weird i'll like talk to people on the subway like sometimes i don't really take the subway anymore but when i did i mean it depends yeah. on it there's there's, there's always especially being a girl like there has to be some safety aspect to oh it yeah there's a mind. big line drawn yeah, between yeah. you kind of have to feel out the yeah the vibe of the person 100%. you know but. like no 100 percent. like in in off the um, you never know what someone's going through literally i was serving a table last night older woman older man got them a bottle of wine we were chit-chatting great people uh they asked me for the bill i brought the bill over and the girl looked at me and she said did you have did you have like a tough 2023 and i was like oh buddy yeah, yeah. <laughs> let yeah. me let me let me tell you, you a story you got yeah <laughs> and i was like honestly i've had i look at 2023 as i don't want to say three years but three parts mm -hmm. january to april may to august and september to december january to April was awesome, was lovely, was fantastic. I was doing what I loved with the people that I loved, where I loved it. I went to Europe. I got, I got to embrace myself a new culture. I got to try new things. It was awesome. I got the promotion that I've been working for for the past year. Life was life was great. But then came May and because of the nature of the promotion and moving me to a different place, and then just to kind of the way that things move, worked out, I lost my job and I lost, I didn't lose the people, but I lost the situation in which I 
was forced to slash could see all these people that I loved in it daily. I lost, do, I wasn't able to do the thing that I loved anymore. And I wasn't, I, I wasn't able to treat the place that I loved for what I used to see it as anymore. Mm -hmm. For That's probably not the best way that I could have no, said that. But sense. yeah, thank you. And I was, I was just in a shitty place for months and it sucked. And it, and I had to, I had to do a lot to bring myself out of that funk to the point of moving out and moving away and starting over. And I look at September through December as a restart period and of a redefining who I am, who I want to be, what I want to be. I found new things to fall in love with. I found new people to fall in love with, romantic and not romantic. Um, and I found a new me to learn more about. Mm -hmm. And it was, and it was, it's, it's been awesome. And then I'm, and I want to channel more of that third part of the year yeah. into all of 2024 and just keep learning and keep bettering myself and everything. Mm -hmm. And I told this woman this a little bit shorter than what I just said because she had places to be. Yeah. But she was like, that was, she was like, that was so lovely. I love your outlook on life. And I'm so glad that you were able to find this out about yourself. Yeah. And I was like, well, thank you. That's awesome. Um, walked away, said, have a great night, guys. Yeah. Five minutes later, I'm walking by the table. They're still there. And she was like, um, Philip, right? And I was like, yeah. She was like, I'm sorry if this is weird, but can I give you a hug? Aww. And I was like. Yes. yes. Yes, of please. course you can. Hundred yeah. percent. That's so cute. She was like, I'm she's like, just keep she was like, just keep going. Like it'll it's it's gonna work out with the outlook so that you beautiful. have. And I was like uh, and she has no idea like how you know yeah. how much of an impact that has. Or maybe she does. Yeah. And maybe she learned somewhere in her life that doing things like that can mean so much to somebody. Yeah. Or she had no idea. Either way. Either way, it's just as beautiful. Exactly. Like, the unknown and, and knowing it's like, it's both beautiful. That's a really nice story. And that's going to that's gonna be a story that I remember forever. Yeah. Because uh, there's been a little part of me of recently that, I don't want to say feel shitty, but like had a little bit of like a, a care, an argument of character. Yeah. Where like I, it, being a good person and a nice person has been something that's been something that I believed about myself for a long, long time. And I always think that. And I was put in a situation recently where I wasn't trying to be an asshole, but because of circumstances, I kind of needed to be like firm mm -hmm. and a little bit less open and loving and more just like, this is the way this is. I'm sorry, but whatever. And I, and if I didn't like it and it mm -hmm. made me, question myself and be like am i like am i becoming an asshole yeah and then i think about moments like that and people that i meet and people that i know who see me as this lovely human being and i'm like i shouldn't take it as a hit on my character when someone else does me wrong and i defend my peace a hundred percent i feel like that's also like i don't want to speak for you but i guess i can say personally like i would say i'm a people pleaser i don't mm -hmm. know if you would call yourself that would you in a way or to an extent to an extent okay to an extent if 
I'm trying. I'm okay with being a people pleaser if the only thing that is the only thing occurring is someone getting pleased. Yeah. If someone is being pleased at the detriment of myself or someone else, I'm getting better and more cognizant of being like, hey, I can't do this for you because mm-hmm. it doesn't, it's not good for all parties that are involved. Yeah. And I'm trying to separate that from my character and to if like being like having ba- uh, boundaries does yeah. not make me a bad person. Yeah. I feel like that's a super like mature way to look at it too because it's like the way you described it. Mm. If not all of us, you know, then, you know, if it's having a poor impact on yourself, you know where to draw a line. Mm-hmm. I definitely don't know how to do that. <laughs> but anyways, that's why I'm saying, you know, as a people pleaser, I can completely understand what you're saying with like setting boundaries does not make me a bad person, like mm-hmm. where I'm trying to like protect myself. Um, Yeah. That's something that I feel like you kind of learn like only through experience though because I feel like we all try like we don't ever I think no one wants to like really disappoint people and you don't want to let people down and whatever. I think some people are better at kind of like putting up that you know boundary and saying or being firm like as you said and just kind of say listen like this isn't you know this can't happen or this whatever and that and it's um yeah it's something I feel like you learn only through like sacrificing so much peace to like please other people i feel like i've done that until you're out out of peace like like too many times yeah Yeah. like there's so many times i didn't know how to say no Mm -hmm. to things because i just kind of felt bad like weird things too like someone could ask me hey do you mind flying to new york for the night just to like pick up this thing for me like oh i can't do it and I'd be like, yeah, no problem. And then oh, I would yeah, like yeah. rip my hair out of my room. Like, why? Like, why would you say yes to that? Like, whatever. And then I would just, you know, suck it up and be like, no problem. Like, you know, go and get it over with. Like, as long as that, as long as someone is fine and I'm not letting them down, it's, you know, it's fine. But, yeah. But I mean, it's, I'm hoping at one point I can get to your, you know. Listen, I'm at a point of understanding that that's what needs to be worked on. Mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily there as putting it into practice okay i'm getting better yeah but, but you have that still, awareness at exa- this point which is kind of already a big step it's a step yeah, yeah. it's things that like it, it like that and like I, I don't want to say that like to be completely honest i don't i think more people gaslight on a daily basis than they realize yeah because that's true. i don't think i don't <laughs> think a majority of people are gaslighters yeah. But like a lot of people gaslight without even fucking knowing it. Mm-hmm. Because like um like a, a big gaslight that I don't think people think is gaslighting, but like I go home and I'm like, wait a second. You bitch. Yeah. Um <laughs> is like the when someone says, How about we be adults about this? Who the fuck are you to decide what being an adult is? Yeah. You have defined that whatever you're choosing as the pretense to this conversation your what you're presenting is the mature adult way to go about it and completely invalidating my my viewpoint as childish mm-hmm. who the fuck are you to believe that to choose that yeah and again those are things that you only be are you're only you only think after the situation's over and you can't you can't call them and be like and be like you know hey what? 
just Wait. To, yeah, just to connect to that point, I just thought of something. Yeah, I know. That's super frustrating. I don't know. It's just, um, I don't know. I'm definitely working on it, but I feel like at, at some point you kind of just learn that, um, I don't know. It's good to be there for yourself too and mm-hmm. like just put up, I wouldn't say walls, but kind of like nowhere to draw the line. Mm-hmm. And yeah, remind yourself like I'm not a bad person for like kind of, you know, protecting my peace and whatever. Yeah. But I also think as you like, do you feel like you always do you feel like there was like a turning point where you started to like kind of just be more cautious of like how much energy you put into things compared to before? Do you think there was like. Do you look back at a mm-hmm. at a point in time and just kind of be like, why did I kind of let that happen? Do 100%. you feel like you do that a lot? Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, honestly, I think this is this. I'm not saying that women don't get this, okay. but especially as a man, yeah. Anytime a woman has hurt me, is usually followed by a long laundry list of learning lessons. Okay. And that can be hurt in a romantic sense that could be hurt in a friendship sense that could be hurt there, there's so many ways to go about it like i think the first thing that helped with my personal character development was just not getting any women like just like the sheer lack of f- female options that were available to me at yeah. a time made me go okay it can't be to just every woman doesn't like me but they're still the problem maybe i'm the one common thing in all of these situations yeah maybe i should look at myself which is when i started dressing better when i started taking more care of myself when i started um just wanting to be better and then you start getting better start getting girls Mm -hmm. you get a girl that you really like she breaks your heart you get a new list of lessons yeah and then so on and so forth yeah um but then i got to a point where i was i was getting women and mm-hmm. life was life was good quote unquote and everything was coming up millhouse and i was like okay awesome but then they're in a sea full of all the women that you can get there's just one that you can't and now that's a new lesson yeah. To just because you can have any everything doesn't mean you can have anything mm-hmm. or vice versa for that. It works either way. Mm-hmm. And that comes with its own lessons. And I think that which was something that I re- more more so recently um, was had to l- learn. Um, that was when I started being like, OK, I need to be careful where I put my care and effort because people will keep you in their lives in ways that you don't necessarily want to be mm-hmm. for their own benefit, but keep you far enough away that it doesn't benefit you the way you want it to be. Mm-hmm. And having to deal with that when the situation arises again makes you act differently because humans don't like pain and we, yeah. we want to avoid the hurt of what we've been through. And... Yeah, I, 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 I think, unfortunately, a lot of the life lessons I've learned that go beyond relationships and beyond women have been taught to me from pain through women. Yeah. 
That's um, that's pretty intense. Eh. I feel like the way you were saying how like, you know, it starts as one lesson and mm. then it goes to something else and now it's a new lesson. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's weird because that's just as I'm getting older. Um, saying that as someone who's 21, which I feel like in 10 years, I'd be like, relax. Like, You're still getting older. I guess I am. Get, yeah, I'm getting older. I feel like everything is a lesson and it's mm -hmm. like you're constantly learning things and the way you're saying that you learned a lot of it through pain, more specifically for you was you said through women. Um, it's so weird because in the moment, a lot of the time pain like that, as, as much as we want to avoid it, it's sometimes the most beautiful in a way. Mm -hmm. I've looked at I've looked at a lot of situations in my life where I was in like gut wrenching pain, like bad, like couldn't leave my room, and um, it's it's beautiful in a way, like to a, to a certain extent, just because you learn so much about yourself and you kind of like learn how to navigate through a lot of things in a different way, um, but it is important to remember that everything is always a lesson in a way. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that lesson is because in my opinion, one day, you know, I don't think you ever just have it all figured out. I think you're just constantly learning through pain, mm -hmm. but I don't know. It's weird because in the moment it kind of feels like the end of the world, at least for me, a lot of the time when I feel pain, it's like mm -hmm. super extreme. I know you understand that as a water sign, maybe, unless I'm just <laughs> no, unless as a I'm triple just water sign. Unless, oh yeah, you are a triple water sign, right? Yeah. You're rising and moon. I'm Scorpio is. sun. I'm a Pisces moon that's, and a Cancer rising. That's crazy, Philip. Like that's crazy. It's a lot of emotions that run through yeah. these veins. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> honestly, like I, as a Pisces sun, mm -hmm. I'm Gemini uh, moon and rising. I don't, I haven't done a lot of like hmm. look into the what that means. Interesting, but I'm I'm sure I, I I do it someday and try to figure out more about that. But we talked about this on what will be two podcasts ago. Um, oh my god! Your rising is your it's kind of like the face that you exude yeah. when people first meet you, and then your moon is more of your emotions. Okay, and your sun's your true self. So mm -hmm. you apparently handle emotions like a Gemini. You present to be a Gemini. Yeah. But when it when it boils down, the the Pisces, You're a Pisces swims. At core, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can say I've used it a lot of the time to like justify to myself why I take things so. Um, Haven't we all? Yeah, heavily. I'm like, can I just get one answer of why I'm like, feel like the world's ending? But yeah, mm -hmm. a lot of the time, like, I I am pretty grateful though. I feel like there's two ways to look at things. I'm pretty grateful that I feel things like very deeply because. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of like the best experiences I've had in my life that I feel like I felt like to its full potential. Like this is, you know, sometimes I would experience things that made me feel like, oh, like this is so perfect in every way. Like it could be just like having a picnic with my friends and I'm like, oh, this is so beautiful. And they're like, oh my God, you're so like emotional. Like, Good. you know what I mean? Yeah. And Good. I'm like, you know what? There's two ways to look at that. Like I'm actually, but then there's the, you know, the downside of, when something kind of hurts, mm -hmm. um, you feel it. But yeah, at the end of the day, it is a beautiful thing. No, nah, man. Romanticize everything. Yeah. I romanticize the shit out of everything. There's there's two <laughs> things. One thing about the pain thing. The best things on, in life are on the other side of, fear. of pain, okay. fear, yeah. and being uncomfortable. Like, 
yeah, like again, that middle part of 2023 sucks so much ass. Mm -hmm. But this last part of 2024 has been so fun and it's been yeah. so cool meeting new people and trying new things and all the rest of it. And I had a really cool thing to say that I lost. Yeah. Fuck. Romanticizing everything. Um, it makes you appreciate the things that you have. Like, so like I get I get shit a lot. Again from women, but it is what it is. <laughs> I get a lot of shit from women for falling in love too fast and okay. for like really feeling emotions when I feel them. Yeah. Because it takes a lot for me to actually like someone. Like I rarely, rarely, rarely meet a girl and I'm like, you know, yeah, I'm, a, I'm yeah. about it. But when I do, I do. Yeah. I I, I made a TikTok about this the other day, but according to movies, it's called the Ducinia effect. Okay. It's a trope in movies. Okay. That is a man is ready to quest for, uh, kill for, and marry a woman he met five minutes ago oh god yeah and it's it's a it's a thing yeah um <laughs> um but i relate to it because when i find a woman that makes me feel away she makes me feel away immediately and that's all it is mm -hmm. and a lot of the time that's that's a little bit of a detriment to myself because a lot of times it'll scare people away or depending on the situation women will be like like oh the, the, this wasn't serious and i was like i went into this not thinking it was serious either yeah um but then i found out i liked you and sorry about it it's not changing kind of thing right yeah um which sucks in one aspect but another aspect i get to i get the <clears throat> privilege of feeling this i don't want to say love but like this intense intense emotion yeah and this have a, a feeling of love regardless of it's being in love or yeah. lo like saying i love you love but like this feeling of love and admiration for this person so early on and seeing him in this wonderful light i get to do that so much earlier than many people get to experience it mm -hmm. and in so i've got to just experience that feeling of love so much in my life yeah and just because it's not reciprocated necessarily or it doesn't or it takes a little bit longer for someone to reciprocate it to me doesn't necessarily invalidate the way that I'm feeling. And it's a reminder that if someone can make you feel so deeply and hurt so deeply in another tense, they can make you do another person can make it happen again. Mm -hmm. And it'll you'll only appreciate it that much more because you have experienced it before and you experienced the pain that came with it when you weren't allowed to have it anymore. Yeah. Um, and one day, if God is willing and every, all that fun stuff, you'll find someone that reciprocates it 100% in the way that you do and you can feel all those feelings together and you don't need to worry about the pain that normally ensues afterwards. Mm-hmm. And you can appreciate it even that much more because you know what you have and you know it's not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And you can call me an emotional water sign bitch if you want to. Honestly, I'm, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call you that. <laughs> I, I mean, I would. would. They, you would. Okay, yeah. you would. Yeah. But like, 
I know how it is. I feel like, yeah, I romanticize the shit out of everything. Like, everything to me is like one big movie. Mm. I don't know why. Oh, buddy, we've talked about this. Yeah, we have. And it's so funny because my... <laughs> Once again, like my friends will always like make fun of me in a way, be like you literally think you're in a movie, but it's like oh, I'm the main character. That's yeah, that's me. Like I feel like I'm walking down the street. Have you ever watched Five Hundred Days of Summer? You know the part where you're like, <laughs> you want to see the up? most. You want to see the most. <laughs> I saw that on TikTok yeah, today. It's like when you realize it's not that deep. Was the, it that one? Yeah, yeah. Was <laughs> that one? Um, I love that one. The most recently added song to my playlist. Oh my god! Yeah, The Smiths. I love yeah. The Smiths. I love Sorry. The Smiths. I said I love the Smiths, yeah. Huh? Yeah, but it's like everything yeah, I, to me that, is that, that scene. That fucking scene makes me laugh so hard because literally the most recent time that I, I slept with this girl that I had I wanted to sleep with, the next morning I was in my apartment oh my and God. I was just fucking dancing. Oh and I, my God. And I was in an unbreakably good mood. Yeah. And like nothing nothing could bring me down. Yeah. And I just thought of that scene. I, <laughs> I saw the waterfall. Yeah, the waterfall of flash mob stars. They're like, everyone's dabbing you up. You're like, like saying hi to the strangers. Like, yeah, I've definitely, yeah. Were you working? <laughs> were you still working at St. Phillips when... Um, I drove somewhere kind of far away to go see a girl. Yes. And then I showed up the next morning and I was like, <laughs> yes, I remember that. Yes. And I fucking, it was, um, I remember it was Domenica yeah. when I showed her my back and she's like, oh, did you get a cat, Phil? And oh I my like, God. I remember no. that. You just hit like a core memory. I remember that. Oh, fuck. I love how we would just come in with like the most bizarre like situations. I yeah. remember that one month where I was just. <laughs> just depressed every single fucking day. I was just depressed, day. and we would wake up at like seven forty-five, and like I would just have an almond. Croissant. Earlier, we we had to get there for seven. Yeah, sorry, we'd wake up much earlier than that. But yeah, yeah those, I that scene, I feel like I've like felt that scene in my core so many times, mm -hmm. just from like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it also comes with like an appreciation for, just like that feel-good type of moment that you have in the day that I feel like not a lot of people like pay more attention to like you know when you wake up and the sun's out and it's like oh today's gonna be a good day and like people mm -hmm. are in the street and there's someone like I don't know I don't know there's so many ways to look at it someone handing out like roses and stuff I'm like oh this is a beautiful day mm -hmm. and I feel like literally like that scene every day is a good day to have a good day exactly and and and, and I, listen I think it's I think it's beautiful for you and I think it's beautiful for, for us that we have an appreciation for life that unfortunately a lot of people might overlook yeah. like i saw a guy playing like this like i don't i don't know what it's called but like a very unique string in, instrument on a bridge not too far from here and i just stopped and just like listened to him for five yeah. minutes and he was, I've done he was that. just great i've done that so many times even when i've traveled like to different places there's times that i'll just stop and i'll just like appreciate it and i don't know i just want to like hug them i just mm -hmm. want to hug people like i always feel like I just feel like there's so like so many people just need that. I, I've come across a lot of people that don't see things this way. And mm -hmm. there's a lot of people who are kind of living in this more, um, I guess, negative kind of. Nihilistic even. Maybe. Yeah. This kind of. No, not even. <laughs> just more like, a, I don't know. I just I've always been big on like. People just get a little, and this could be like super weird to say, and it's to an extent, but mm. too caught up in the little things that just, you know, they don't really matter at the end of the You're day. Right. Well, I mean, like, what's one thing that like, 
a heavy majority of people in movies and otherwise say on their deathbed they say don't stress the little things yeah. appreciate the little appreciate the little things yeah and stop to smell the roses exactly i feel like there's um i remember i watched this video i think it was denzel washington where he was speaking for a, a class graduate mm. and um he says something like imagine you're on your oh. we'll finish this up and then we'll uh, okay. go to break yeah he said something like imagine on your deathbed um you're kind of laying there and surrounding you is the ghost of everything that you could have been but you just didn't take the chance mm. and i just i i literally live by that i think about that a lot of the time mm -hmm. because it's like you know you only live once mm -hmm. or you only die once you live every day i love that one and That's i good. feel like you can always just you know go for it try something you know compliment a stranger i don't know tell someone you love them you know Tell stand up for yourself them. yeah make more art listen to more music don't be rude and just like spread kindness and you know you you're literally only here once and it's not for a long amount of time so you might as well i, I was gonna say something i was gonna give you like another quote that i heard but i i like that as that, the, yeah, that as, the as the as the that was perfect <laughs> okay, uh, good. we're gonna go to break now again if i have a sponsor you'll hear it now if i don't huh? uh <laughs> see you in a few minutes see ya and we're back um i think i think what you said is is a great way to look at that and was a perfect way to sum that up uh, there, there's the, the quote that i was thinking about was it's a it's goggins said it on joe rogan mm -hmm. and as much as i'm not a fan of goggins i i like some of his stuff and one of the things that he kind of harped on about was you get to heaven and they're saying David Goggins, um, Marine, athlete, motivational speaker, father, blah, 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 and 170. And he's like, oh, well, I'm none of those things. I got the wrong David Goggins. I'm 230 pounds. I'm not, I got a heart condition. I'm not an athlete. I'm not a Navy SEAL. And then they're like, no, no, no. That's what you could have been. Yeah. And he's right. You got, yeah. and we we poo poo people is the way that i've been saying this um a lot recently in the way of everything's cringy until you're good at it yeah that's until you true. succeed but i feel like nothing's cringy i feel like it's only cringy if you make it cringy i feel like people kind of like just project most of the time like that's another thing mm. actually that i very deeply like could talk about is people who think everything is embarrassing or everything is cringy listen there's some things that are objectively <laughs> cringy and embarrassing like if you've but seen are like, there the, yes like you've seen the um, try not to cringe challenges on tiktok yeah, i've seen like them. it those are inherently cringy but we don't judge or cringe at the guys that are doing it because they're doing it rhetorically and they're doing it as a joke yeah. and because they're making money off of doing it yeah. but it's objectively cringy having a peanut allergy objectively embarrassing actually <laughs> you get taken out of this world by a peanut yeah objectively embarrassing i mean i have a bird phobia so maybe i'm objectively embarrassing for that put a bird in front of me i'm more scared than if there was like a spider crawling on my face or like a venomous snake 
which is weird, but it's like a crazy fact about me that only some people know. I guess now more. Now everyone knows. Now you guys all know, but I have a, I have, if I have like a deep bird phobia, like it goes deep. Interesting. Like it's like, does sound... it stem from somewhere, you think? Like, I don't did think you get attacked so. by a bird when you were a kid? I'm not that I can remember, and my family can't either. It's just something that, since I can remember, it's not necessarily that I'm scared of them, but the the sound of their wings flapping and like the look of how they move, I get like, like All I birds. feel sick. Like I, I feel like I need to shower. I can't explain. Like if a bird flies around me too close, I will feel like I need to like rip my skin off. It's mm. really bizarre, but it's weird because I'll like I'll laugh at it because I'm not scared of spiders. I'm not scared of ghosts. I'm not scared of. Um, heights i'm not mm. scared of snakes lions tigers and bears all that oh stuff my. but put a bird even if it's like a pet domesticated bird in front of me and i'm knocking it out and i'm running mm. yeah <laughs> what hmm, interesting anyways yeah well, that's a weird fact but the fact that people feel embarrassment mm -hmm. suggests that somehow some way it's an evolutionary benefit to be able to feel embarrassed so like do you think there's i mean okay granted we don't live in a society anymore that like we need to be worried about so the reason that humans love sticking like being in the pact mm -hmm. and love uh fitting in and not straying from the norm and all of that is because if you were different back in the the good old days of hunter gathering shit, if you strayed too far from the pact, you get eaten. Mm -hmm. you, if you they can differentiate between you for any specific reason, if they can pick you out as a weakling or just something that they can collectively target, you get eaten and you don't yeah. survive, you don't reproduce, etc. So, if embarrassment of being different is only applicable in our lives for the fact of being um well the train of thought has left the station uh is only applicable for not getting eaten yeah <laughs> is there any real reason nowadays to be embarrassed by anything even a bird phobia or yeah. a peanut allergy yeah i don't think I honestly don't think there is. I think that, honestly, embarrassment is not a thing, at least in my life. Mm. I feel like a lot of the time, I'll just say what I want or do what I want or, you know, dress how I want. Mm -hmm. And depending on the day, how I feel, like, whatever. And um, I don't know. I I just feel like trying to constantly follow what other people are doing and trying to like kind of be a part of that pack <clears throat> ultimately leads you nowhere half the time and a lot of the time just drives you to kind of be like super lost with yourself mm -hmm. i feel like just sounds corny and pretty cliche at this point but like being yourself and not worrying about you know being embarrassed of anything is kind of just the way to go because mm -hmm. who cares like like there's genuinely only one of you. You might as well just, you know, do whatever you want. Who cares about embarrassment? I don't think I don't think I find many things embarrassing 
anymore as much as I used to. When I was a kid, I cared about like everything. I cared. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, when you're younger, all your friends are like embedding into your mind, like, oh my God, like all these different fears. And you're like, oh my God, should I be worried about that too? Like, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, you shouldn't because it doesn't matter. No. I don't, yeah. I, anyways, to answer your question, I don't think, I don't think there really is anything to be embarrassed of. Like, I guess everyone's just trying, kind of trying, kind, trying to kind of figure out more about themselves. A lot of people kind of have to go through that phase of losing themselves and trying to like be what they're not. Mm. But eventually you always come around to just, you know, fuck it. I'm just going to be whatever I want. Why does it matter? Mm -hmm. I mean, no one, you'll never be as good at being someone else as someone else. Mm -hmm. And there's no one in the world that is going to be as good at being you as you. Yeah. It sounds corny, but like in every movie, in every, yeah. almost any person you know, one thing that their parents said to them on the first day of school was just be, be yourself, yourself yeah. and people will like you. Yeah. And it's the older I get, the more true it gets. And 100%. I don't smoke weed anymore. But one thing that I noticed a long time ago from smoking weed was we should listen to our parents more. Yeah. Within with within reason. To an extent. To an extent. There are caveats to that statement. Yeah. But when it's stuff like, hey don't do drugs, yeah. don't smoke cigarettes, don't succumb to peer pressure, don't have stupid, meaningless, unprotected sex, blah, 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 blah. They're not saying it because they hate fun. Mm -hmm. They're saying it because they've, they have lived a life already. They've been through what you are going through. Yeah. And they've seen how shitty it ends up for so many people. Mm -hmm. Like where for people who vape or for people, who, I mean, for people who smoked and now or for the current generation more so for people who vape, in fuck what i mean we're, we're already fucking seeing it but like 10 20 years down the line we're gonna be like oh yeah my uncle who vapes instead of my yeah. uncle who smokes it's it's not going away and yeah. people don't realize that they're gonna have these addictions for the rest of their lives and then the next generation is gonna get brought up and everyone's gonna be like dude just don't don't vape don't try to be yeah. cool it's not cool it's gross it's bad for you and they're not gonna listen and then they're gonna do it and then they're so on and fucking so yeah. forth um but yeah t dialing it back from the parents thing be yourself yeah there's nothing more you might as well there's nothing more attractive as a man or as a girl than being yourself and i don't even mean that in the way of being able to attract anyone but when you are yourself and you do things that feel right to you and feel proper and feel like you're being true to yourself you attract the people to your life mm -hmm. that you want there in the first place why would you want to attract people that don't have the same interests as you yeah for, for what for why I, in the way that I dress, in the way that I carry myself, in the places that I go, and the people that I keep, it makes it very, very easy for people who don't share my direction in life to not come into my life. And it makes it very, very easy for people who recognize me for what I am and relate to it to enter it and it to feel natural and fine. I had a girl the other day ask me, she was like, Philip. Or tell me, I guess. She was like, Philip, you want to, you want to attract, you want to get, get some baddies? And I was like, sure. Like, what's, <laughs> what's the, what's the, what do you mean? She's like, you need to go to sweat and tonic. And I was like, what do you, oh, I was like, what do you mean? She was like, sweat and tonic. 
it's like hot yoga pilates and yeah. shit like all like the baddest bitches go there and i was like no and she was yeah. like, what do you mean no i was like that's not my brand yeah i a don't go to hot yoga so if <laughs> i try to become a hot yoga bitty it's gonna feel and look ingenuine yeah b hot yoga women basic like aloe wearing stanley cup holding not your thing not my thing and she was like okay then where do you like where would you go to meet women and i was like kensington market the mental asylum the mental asylum (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah yeah could be argued a therapy office therapy office could be argued (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) um psychology class yeah so Um, yeah that's a deep one gotta love it the library Uh, i knew you were gonna say that kind of i don't know i I was gonna say the library but i thought it was funnier to say um yeah (laughs) two definitely different types exactly two different aesthetics like and like there's some crossover it happens yeah like you could be uh sweat and tonic in the morning kensington by noon type yeah thrifting by night yeah and like hey it happens sure um but generally speaking i would i i would i'm not gonna try to go to be someone or pretend to be someone so that I can attract someone who I don't really have any care in attracting. And like yeah. that, that's beyond like the actual relationship aspect of that. That, that just could be friends that could mm-hmm. be jobs that can be anything. I, I'm successful in the job that I currently do. Not because I just decided one day, like this is what I want to do. It's because it just, felt right to me and it felt natural and it i was attractive to this job so it found me and i truly believe that i truly believe that's how the universe works it's not about prayer it's not about um it is about manifestation to some extent but it's more in the in the way of if you stay true to yourself and believe that anything is possible, the things that are meant for you and possible to you will find you. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. That I was th- my long-winded answer. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like it. I agree. <laughs> I think, like they say, like be the energy you want to attract. Just be yourself, and you know, don't worry about what other people are doing, and and you will. Whatever's meant to be will be. It will flow to mm-hmm. you. You don't. I don't believe in like chasing like that. I don't believe that you should, you know, kind of like put all this energy into chasing after anything. I think you should just do what feels right. Go with, you know, whatever the flow, if that's what you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Whatever is meant to be will kind of just naturally, especially being yourself. I feel like trying to be something you're not and putting up like that facade, like you said, will just kind of attract. It will attract people who are attracted to something you're not. Mm-hmm. And how long, you know, can you... How long is that going to last? How long is that going to last before the true colors kind of come out? And it's like, this is... Why why do that? Why not just like, what do you really have? I always think that because I don't know. I feel like a lot of the times, some may call me extroverted. I'd say I'm more of an ambivert. My friends refer to me more of like mm. an extrovert. I think I could be both at different times. Sometimes I don't want to talk to people. I want to be alone. Oh, I've I've seen you in the in the in the mode of like, don't come near me. Yeah. Don't speak to me. Yeah, I've been in that. You know what? And I didn't even realize. And then I've also seen you. Look at my new dance. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I've it's seen the so duality. accurate. If you ask anyone that like I work with now, they would probably say the exact same thing, which is so funny. <laughs> but um. 
yeah, it took me a while to realize that I can get into that mode where people are like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. I'm just like, I don't have the energy today mm. to really talk to people. I'm kind of in my own like thing. I don't want to be approached. Usually it's in the mornings. That seems to happen. But um, a lot of the times people will, my friends will refer to me more, more of an extrovert. But I think it's more just because like, you know, what do you really have to lose with kind of just being yourself? Like, you know, sometimes I'll just, like we, we were talking about before, like kind of approaching like strangers in a way, which mm. is, there's kind of more to that than just like approaching strangers. I'm saying more like complimenting people and, you know, being open-minded to conversations and like communicating and even just people in your life that you haven't like seen in a while and just, you know, reaching out and being like, hey, like, how's everything? It's just, I feel like it should be more normalized personally. I think it's not. I think a lot of people tend to like shut out a little more. Mm. I've been very guilty of that, of having phases in my life where I kind of shut everyone out. And um, at the end of the day, I just see it as like going back to the extrovert thing. I just see it as like, what do you have to lose? Like, you know, dance around and do whatever you want. And it's like, who cares? Like what you really have nothing to lose with being yourself. And once you do that, you kind of, there's a quote by Jim Carrey. <laughs> Oddly enough, we just spoke about him during the break, but, um, or briefly brought him up, but where he says, once you've reached a level of not worrying about what anybody thinks of you, that's like the truest level of freedom. And mm -hmm. I think it's true. As long as you can just be yourself, you have nothing to lose and, you know, go with the flow. <clears throat> I'd say that's what I do. I kind of just, or at least I try to as, as much as I can to kind of just go with the flow and whatever's meant to happen will happen. And if not, it's completely out of my control, you know? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I, I, and then I think the the next step up from that is don't care what other people think and within reason. Yeah. Don't 100%. care what you think. Yeah. Where it's just like, no, I shouldn't be doing that. So stupid. Why? Yeah. I enjoy it. I'm going to let myself enjoy it. Yeah. And that that would be so freeing. Yeah. Um, do you ever feel as if, though, you're battling your inner child to like or like there's a part of you that there or the, the, the little kid had to deal with something or didn't get to be some way so now that you're allowed to be that way something in you still wants to be that way but you won't like let yourself or does that do you feel like yeah anything to do with your childhood mm -hmm. and how that manifests in the things that you do or don't do now yeah i feel like it's pretty intricate in a way in my uh in my situation specifically like looking back at when i was a child i feel like there was a lot of things i think as a child i was just as um i guess you can say weird i don't want to use that word but like a lot of people have brought to my attention that they think I'm like weird, which is fine. I kind of take as a compliment, but that's the only I, word. I, I would I wouldn't call you weird. Yeah, but I, mean, I wouldn't. Is I, I don't think you're. I don't think you're basic. Okay, okay, yeah. So I guess we could say like put it that way. I feel like, and I'll take that as a compliment. Thank you. But of course, I think a lot of people have like kind of brought that to my attention, and I always. I was always like that since I was a child I'd be doing like these weird weird things and I'd be using like my imagination in the most creative ways like I had you know growing up I had a lot of like neighbors that were mm. 
much younger than I was and I was kind of um I would spend a lot of time with them and I there was I don't even know how to word this but we would all just okay the best way to word it is that I loved to just see people coming out of their shell and because you know there's people that are more shy like right off the bat and more themselves and it was it was so nice and I recognize this now that I'm older but and this is such a it's such a small example of that but to see people come out of their shell and like this is a time for you to not worry about what anybody thinks because it's just us and we're like making these little dances and we're dancing around and using our imagination we would like make up i would make up little stories like around halloween that like the park beside my house was like a haunted house and we'd be like look over there and they'd be like oh yeah i see it we'd be like we'd be like making up these weird things and it was just so i feel like i still do those types of things Mm. i really like to see people come out of their shell when i'm around them i like people to feel that like you can be yourself around me because i you know i would i don't think i'm a judgmental person in that way i think i I just love when people can kind of be their true selves. I feel like I've always had that, but there was a lot of the time growing up, obviously as kids are very cruel Mm. that I dealt with a lot of um, like bullying, like like in my younger years, like elementary school and whatever. And um, it would kind of just be a lot of people, you know, stomping on your light, just being like, don't, do that that's yeah. weird and you know a lot of that i guess now you could say was character development <laughs> i look back and it's pretty like i don't know some of it was pretty severe i felt like it it could have been handled a little differently like i dealt with a lot of weird things mm. um of like just people being so rude for no reason like it, it was, there was a phase in my life where i like wouldn't wouldn't be able to like go to school without having this like gut-wrenching stomach ache of just anxiety that a lot of the times I would like go to my nona's house and just have to like sit there for the first hour that school started and be like I can't go like a lot of the times I would get homesick I wanted to just you know be at home where I felt like I wasn't being attacked by like kids like like in so many ways I was so like scared of other kids Mm. but I felt like when I came home and I was around you know like even just my neighbors and stuff that we were all so close and even I had a lot I have a lot of cousins and I would be around them a lot growing up it's just I always felt like I could just you know be myself and um where am I going with this I don't know but I, I think keep going yeah I think now I feel like I'm yapping but I feel like now <laughs> <laughs> yapping is in in 2020 yeah okay yeah you're right I feel like now I still kind of do that I don't know there's a lot of I think there is still a lot of inner child that comes out of me in a lot of ways, though. Like, I don't know what it is. I think I'm in touch with my inner child in a lot of ways because I still dance around like high school musical and stuff. And I do things that I know I would have loved. I loved to do as a kid or, you know, like a big thing for me. Actually, a big thing for me growing up was like traveling. I had Mm. never left Ontario, Canada uh, until I was my first time was in 2020 it was my first time and i ended up getting a passport in high school for the first time and and that healed my uh, in a way like my inner child in a lot of ways because i always wanted to travel and it was a huge I'm sorry i just realized that when i forgot the 2020 you were still in high school that yeah for a second yeah well it was the end so it was yeah, okay yeah, yeah. yeah but um 
I don't know. I always wanted to travel growing up and it was such a big deal to me. I felt so, I felt like the Truman Show. I don't know, something about it growing up. I was like, how do people get out of this like bubble? Like, why? Like, why can't I just leave? Like, I want to be on like a, you know, like a beach or like in New York. I always wanted to go to New York. It was one of my biggest dreams growing up. And a lot of people would say to me like, New York, like you just drive there. Like, why is it such a big deal? But to me, it was a big deal because I had never left mm. the province. I didn't know what it was like. And then when I got older and I finally started to be able to travel on my own, it was like a whole new world for me. And it was, you know, things like that, that I know I loved and wanted to do so much as a kid. And it's like, all right, you you can take the, you know, take the lead now. Like you're, you're an adult, mm. you know, but I don't know. I think my inner child comes out a lot of different ways, good and bad. It's pretty intense. How about you? Um, I feel like I feel like my inner like things that my inner child like wants to see it has a lot to do with with validation, um, and how I I hate that most of like so many of things that I talk about tie back into women, but is definitely heavily just about validation from women in general because yeah. growing up not very cute and being bullied for being gay even though i wasn't gay mm -hmm. and women looking at me with just like this like it's like nasty look that like only a seventh grade girl can give yeah but like so rude and it, it, it gave me this need for validation from pretty women yeah. and that doesn't necessarily mean like sexual validation or relationships but just like i always keep women in my life so that I remember that women like me, and so yeah. which I'm not. I don't know. That's necessarily healthy, um, but that. And then I think the biggest other thing would be um, remembering to watch movies a lot and to go to like actual shows and like just like doing like little drama things now and again. And uh, if a friend ever has a need for it, doing a little acting project yeah. or doing this or just. Because growing up, like I was, I was always putting on characters and putting yeah, on shows. Yeah, so was I. <laughs> and like, there's a picture of me in like some, like kindergarten, like how to raise kids book, of me like role playing in the kitchen with like talking on the phone, being like so Italian, being like no Mario, da, da, da. and it's like this like three year old. Yeah. And that's how I always was, but somewhere along the way, I started getting bullied for that. Um, but when I got to high school and I took drama, I just kind of kept it, not that I kept it quiet, but I kept it separate from the rest of my life yeah. because the people there who, who were in that class didn't judge it because they were in it too and they enjoyed it too. And we saw yeah. the, we saw the eye to eye. And I, and I remember there was one time one of my friends from outside of drama decided he was in the mood to be in drama and he was taking the piss out of me the entire time and i was like dude if you're gonna if you're gonna enter this world like part of my world it's fine like i can't tell you not to be here but why are you here if you're just gonna shit on it the whole time yeah um which almost resulted in him dropping out of the out of it then he ended up staying and he apologized and it was a whole thing but um to this day i, I try my best to do more um like I try to go to like more art shows and yeah. theater productions or whatever. And being down here, 
it's been easier to ever than ever to do so but i haven't gone and something and like i don't like that because i do want to do these things but other things take priority in my life or at least distract me but i know that like if someone asked me to do it i would make it a priority um which is showing that like yeah i'm down to do it and it's something that i want to do but because i want to prioritize spending time with people over my individual needs I will keep putting off doing the things that I want to do in case someone else wants to see me and do something that maybe they, only they want to do. Yeah. Um, but that also leads me back to the women thing because I tend to look for women who I feel like would ask me to do those things. Yeah. Maybe and like, I don't know why I, I can't enjoy it by myself. Mm hmm. But like, I feel the need to enjoy it with other people and then more so specifically a woman. So I I, 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 I think through all these pockets, even though it's supposed to be like me, like talking about someone else's situations, a lot of people ask me questions, which is fine. And the more and more that I talk and I think, it th like think through why I feel the things that I would I feel, I have a very strange relationship with women in mm -hmm. general. And I think I need to like, delve more into yeah yeah i mean it's weird i think your inner child <clears throat> comes out in all situations and um i don't know even in uh good ways and bad ways i feel like everyone's always in touch with it and i feel like there's a lot of people that are more aware of it than others um, some people have wouldn't even really discuss a topic like this because they're not entirely, you know, big on like inner child talking mm. and stuff. But I think it's really important. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of things that you go through growing up that you don't even realize is like literally just the stem root of so many things in your life. Oh yeah. Like see how you're saying um, the way you're saying uh, you won't really take the initiative on your own mm. unless i'm sure there's a huge part of that that really has to do with kind of being uh shut out whilst trying to like do that as a child until you're in that drama class and everything's validated because there's it's kind of a no in my opinion it's a no judgment zone in drama mm. classes oh, yeah. i loved drama class so that could have even created this oh you know i'm safe when someone else wants to do it and like i'm mm. kind of there it's like Oh, yeah like i do too but if it's you're... not weird when you're in a group of people yeah. who are all weird yeah. yeah and that just goes back to like the whole you know trying to fit into the pack which is so something we're all just trying so hard to it all connects it all connects it's like it's something that we're all just trying so hard to I, at least i think kind of steer away from instead of being a follower but it is hard like how you're saying it you, you're kind of in the city and it's right there in front of you but you just won't you know have you ever watched um when harry met sally no you'd love it okay so watch it at some point okay i have a few movies that you need to watch if you haven't but yeah we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later okay um harry met sally is a movie that i bring up kind of often actually um harry and harry and sally meet when they're both kids and they're both stupid 
Harry makes a pass at Sally. Sally rejects him. They go their separate ways. And then they end up meeting again later in life when they both got, Harry got divorced. Sally ended her long-term relationship. So they decide to be friends. Mm-hmm. As you could, as most rom-coms <clears throat> do, they end yeah. up together. But Sally, so in the movie, Harry is taking his divorce really harsh. Like okay. he, he's taking it really, really rough. And he's like, I'm not ready to be in a relationship. I, I, I miss her, whatever, whatever. But Sally seems to be very fine with this situation that's showing up for her. Um, she's like, yeah, it, we went separate ways. It's fine. It wasn't about this, blah, blah, blah. Then the year goes, the year goes on. You see everything they get up to. And then one night, Sally finds out that, sorry, the reason they, one of the reasons they broke up was because um, the guy didn't want to get married. He's like, I just, I just don't want to get married. I don't want to have kids. And Sally was like, well, I do want to get married. And I do want to have kids. So this is, this is done. Mm-hmm. She finds out about, about a year later that he's getting married, that the guy is getting married to someone else and is like expecting a kid or what. I don't know if he's expecting the kid necessarily, but is getting married to someone else. Yeah. She has a mental breakdown and she's like, because she realized it wasn't the fact that she didn't want to get, he didn't want to get married. He just didn't want to marry her. Yeah. So like it rocks her world and she goes crazy and they're talking about it. And she was like, one of his things about not getting married was we can we can have sex on the on the kitchen floor whenever we want. We can fly off to Paris at a moment's notice. And then Harry was like, so how many times did you have sex on the, the kitchen floor? And she was like, not once. It's really cold down there. How many times did you fly off to Paris? Never. We did go to like 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 Michigan for lunch one day but other than that you you make up all these things we're, we're tying it back now you make up all these things of like oh if you do this then I can do this and mm-hmm. it can be like this but how often is it really like that yeah um and that was a, that's a long-winded movie explanation to get to where I was going yeah no it's um, okay but yeah like people people will stop themselves from doing the things that they want in life fuck what was <laughs> <laughs> i hate that what what was the original point that you made that um, i was going off of because i had somewhere to go with this i like, think it was like the not taking your own initiative and like waiting for other people to want to do it was that it at some point it was that and then it was maybe everyone trying to like fit in trying to fit. yeah it was fitting in it all connects back. Well, I lost it. I'm not. I'm not okay. When I watch this back, that at a certain <laughs> point to make it look like nothing. It'll look out. a lot better. Uh, when I watch this back, I'll be like, "Ah, oh, fuck! That was my point." Yeah, I know. Um, but nonetheless, uh, yeah, like you. Fuck. <laughs> um. I wonder if me not taking my initiative and wanting to do things for my own sake has to do with the fact that, like, I always had my sister around. Okay. So anytime I was like, I'm going to do this, my sister was like, well, I'm going to do it with you. So I just always got used to having someone there to do it with. Mm -hmm. That sounds worse than I wanted it to. That did not come out right. It makes sense. Uh, Yeah, it just didn't sound right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Anyways. Um I really <laughs> mad that I, because I had a good point. It's okay. Oh well, 
Other movies you should watch. Um, have you ever seen Moonstruck? No. Watch that. Uh, Cher and Young Nick Cage. Okay. Fantastic. Have you watched Princess Bride? No. Oh, man. Never watched. If you know Princess Bride, you know why I'm mad. And then you probably won't know this one, but Strictly Ballroom. Those three movies all like made in the 80s, 90s. Very similar vibes, very quick-witted, humorous. Yeah. And the, all three of those, if you like one of those movies, you'll like all of them. But mm-hmm. if you don't get, if you don't understand any of them, you won't understand the other ones. But also like I'll, I won't be able to trust you if you don't like those three okay. movies. So. I'll watch them. Okay. I'm a big good. movie person, so we'll see. I. Oh. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Well, Leanna, we had about four minutes left before I wanted to cut things. Um, is there anything else you wanted to go off on before we call her? Um, I think I think I'm pretty satisfied. Yeah. How about you? I mean, I'm just unsatisfied that I had a really good point that I lost. Don't worry about it. Lost my own point. You'll just edit it in and put a voiceover of you on your laptop hey or guys, something. Hey, so, guys. Hey, uh, guys. <laughs> so this is what I was trying to say. Just, yeah. it, it all makes sense. No, it, all, it all adds up in the yeah. end. Um, any messages for anyone watching? Any messages? That's a lot of pressure. Um, <clears throat> one message I have, anyone's watching this, is... This is going to be super random, but... um, Let's see. Be yourself. Do whatever you want uh, with, to a certain extent, you know. Um, be safe. Be safe. Be yourself. And um, everything's going to be okay. No matter what you're going through, you know, everything's going to be fine. There's always a rainbow on the other side eventually. And, you know, go out, make that first step. Just be yourself because it does not matter. We're all going to die one day. And, you know, let that give you a bit of comfort. Nothing matters. We're all winging it. We're all in the same boat. Just spread more kindness and, um, you know, more love. Reach out a hand to people. You never know what people are going through. So I guess that's all I would say. The three things that I've been ending my journal entries off recently has been let it be. It's a big one Let for it me. go. Yeah. And let them. Okay. Let it be. That's a big one for me. There Let you it go. be. I don't I don't got words. I should get some no. words. Yeah, get some words. We'll talk. Get some words on there. Well, Leanna, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for coming on. Pleasure's mine. Thanks Appreciate for having it. me. I to had everyone, a blast. To anyone watching, once again, hopefully I can if if people are actually sending in questions, I promise there will be an episode that has enough questions that I can answer them or I could talk about them on a further episode. Uh, follow my friend Leanna here. My girl Lizzle. Bleh. Yeah, we'll Lizzle see my if sizzle. I even have there we TikTok go. By the oh, time. she might not have a TikTok anymore. But I haven't if... posted like a month. I'm starting to hate the app. So we'll we'll Valid. see, guys. There's gonna be there's gonna be stuff, stuff around. There's gonna be stuff with with to find her if 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 she wants her to be. Mm-hmm. Um, this has been Philip with the Devil's Therap- Therapist podcast as always. And remember, guys, tell someone you love them, and of course. Peace and love. Have a great day. Bye, guys.